Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Betting Life Podcast brought to you by Fantasy Life. This is episode three. I'm Matthew Freeman, Matt F. The Oracle, here with Matt McEwen, aka Dead Prez. In this episode, we're looking at one of the biggest questions facing NFL fans and sports bettors this season. Previously, we discussed Aaron Rodgers. Is he still good? Lamar Jackson, what to expect from him in a new offense. You can check out those episodes at the Betting Life channel today. This question. Will Mike McCarthy destroy the Dallas Cowboys? Offensive coordinator Kellen Moore is gone. Head coach Mike McCarthy is going to be the new play caller for the offense. He has explicitly stated that his desire is not to score as many points as possible. Instead, he wants to have a ball control offense and take the team back to the early 2000s. I'm saying this as a Cowboys fan who loves and hates the Cowboys in equal measure. This could be a disaster. Mike McCarthy might destroy the Cowboys and his own career this season. So that's what we're discussing in today's show. And at the end of it, I'm going to uh, give some in-season betting angles for the team. And McEwen and I will each give our favorite ways to bet the Cowboys in the futures market right now. All right, McEwen, how's it going, man? It's going good. Uh, so th this episode for me, Freeman, it's a tough one because as you mentioned, a Cowboys fan, I am a diehard Eagles fan. But unfortunately, as we'll get into this podcast, I might actually like this Cowboys team this season. So it's a tough episode for me. I'm going to start with that. But yeah, I'm excited to uh, to break down this this Cowboys team and somewhat new look Cowboys offense as we will get into. Yeah, it's funny. Like you might have more of the uh, the positive spin on this, but you're an Eagles fan. I might have more of the negative spin on this in <laughs> part because I am a Cowboys fan. So it will be interesting. All right, Mr. President, let's get into the conversation. Mike McCarthy, I mean, what are we doing here? What do you think we're going to see from the Cowboys offense this year? Yeah, I thought the Kellen move, uh, Kellen Moore move, excuse me, was was a little bit of a surprise looking back on it, right? Uh, I don't know fully what to expect. You kind of hit on the question as we began this, Freeman. Will Mike McCarthy destroy this offense? I mean, this is an offense that if you look at the numbers, they've been pretty good the last few seasons. They just haven't been able to win some big games. Uh, at times, the defense has been an issue. So it's going to be interesting to see how they will look. Obviously, a little bit of a shakeup. Zeke Elliott has been a staple of this Cowboys offense for the last few seasons. Now, Tony Pollard taking over in the backfield at the wide receiver position. You still have CeeDee Lamb, who's going to be your number one. But they bring in Brandon Cooks, who's a guy who's gone over 1,000 yards in six of his nine NFL seasons so he's been an extremely productive wide receiver obviously at the back end of his career but we've still seen production I mean I think a lot of people kind of just forgot about him the last couple of years in Houston now he gets to be on an offense that has the ability you know to compete with the best of them in in football so I'm excited to see how this offense will look. Dalton Schultz is the guy that they moved on at the tight end position. You got Ferguson, Ferguson uh, will be the, the starter at the tight end. So there's a little bit of a shakeup here, Freeman, then obviously the new offensive coordinator as well. So a lot of question marks as we enter this season uh, surrounding this Cowboys offense. Yeah, you mentioned new offensive coordinator, Brian Schottenheimer, right? So you are replacing Kellen Moore, who was objectively good. Right. He was good when Jason Garrett was the head coach. He was good with Mike McCarthy as the head coach. And really, when his offense wasn't so good under two circumstances, one, when Dak Prescott was out, understandable. But even then, sometimes the offense was good. And the second circumstance was when Mike McCarthy was starting to inject himself into this offense and tell Kellen Moore, like, hey, I want us to slow down a little bit. I want us to control the ball. Let's not score points. And so you have replacing Kellen Moore, the, the combination of Mike McCarthy as the play caller and Brian Schottenheimer 
as the offensive coordinator. Brian Schottheimer, the guy who famously would not let Russ cook in Seattle. This is a very underwhelming combination. And Mike McCarthy, I think it's it's worth taking some time just to talk about him in general because he is the guy who at this point will control the fate of the Cowboys offense. He was hired, I believe, in Dallas, not because he's got a great record or anything like that, not because he's an offensive innovator. He was hired because out of all of the available coaches with a Super Bowl win on their resume, he's the one who was, I would say, I don't know, like the most easily controlled by Jerry Jones, right? Like he's there because he's basically going to be the guy who does what Jerry wants. Uh, that doesn't feel very uh, inspiring to me. And on top of that, I don't think he's this great offensive mind. The fact that he went to only one Super Bowl when he transitioned from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, he had two top 12 NFL quarterbacks as the guys leading his offense, and he went to only one Super Bowl. Like, I think we should think of him not as like, a coach who won a Super Bowl, but a coach who managed to win only one Super Bowl, even though he had all of this talent at his disposal. So the way that Mike McCarthy is is entering into the season, saying that he wants this offense not to score a lot of points, but to be an offense that controls the ball, that feels like a very antiquated approach to a modern NFL offense. And then when we look at the history of what he accomplished or didn't accomplish in Green Bay, it just makes me very queasy. What are your thoughts directly on Mike McCarthy here? Not a big Mike McCarthy fan for him. I mean, you kind of hit on it. Look, when, when your quarterbacks are Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, you know, you know guys who have Hall of Fame talent uh, and, and you see success that, that he's had in the past, it, it's not you don't feel good about it right now with an opportunity to work with Dak Prescott here in Dallas. We've seen more underwhelming results. Like when you're the Dallas Cowboys, the one thing is your expectations every year are sky high. That just comes with the territory of being the Dallas Cowboys. But if you look at these rosters and we're going to break this roster down, you know, on this episode, but this is again, a team that in their minds should be able to compete for a Super Bowl. So anything less than that is, I don't want to say considered a full on failure, but you know, you're not really meeting expectations. So I think you made a really good point there with McCarthy uh, working with Aaron Rodgers for years. Like he only won one Super Bowl. Like it, it was that a good thing? Obviously winning one is good, but there's the other side of it saying, Hey, you know, probably should have done more. Same thing here in Dallas with, with Dak Prescott, you know, this is a quarterback who is, is probably a top 10 quarterback, right? In the NFL, when you break it down, probably that 10, I don't think many people will drop him below like a 12 range. So he's an above average quarterback. They've had a good defense. Like why have they not been able to have success? I'm interested to see how it'll play out. I was not a fan of the move to let go of Kellen Moore. I think it was a mistake because the offenses had success under him. It will be interesting, but the statement about not wanting to score as much, kind of a bold strategy when the, when the whole intent of, of football for him is to score more points than the other team. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you know, this this offense, a lot of the same players are in place. You noted, you know, moving away from Dalton Schultz, but probably getting an upgrade at wide receiver with Brandon Cooks coming in. The thing that strikes me the most about the changes that we see on offense is not just the departure of Kellen Moore, but there's been massive turnover 
on this entire offensive coaching staff. So you have Schottenheimer obviously coming in as a new offensive coordinator, McCarthy as a new play caller. You also have a new offensive line coach. You have a new quarterbacks coach and you have a new running backs coach slash run game coordinator. There has been massive turnover on this staff and uh, you know, only two position coaches are left from last year's staff. Robert Prince, the wide receivers coach, who I think is kind of underwhelmed. Like obviously what we've seen out of CD lamb, uh, you know, that's been great. He was fantastic last year, but the players outside of that really underwhelmed the wide receiver last year. And Robert Prince is like Kellen Moore's guy. He's, you know, like he was uh, a coach on the Boise state staff back when Kellen Moore was in college. And that's why he was brought in. He is not Mike McCarthy's guy. So it's a really weird mix of having McCarthy now as the guy who's really constructing that offense with Robert Prince still there as the wide receiver coach. It's just a lot of turnover considering the fact that this was a good offense. It has been a good offense. And then now we really don't have much of a sense of what we're going to see from the coaching staff as it implements a new system with the players who are still there. Part of this though kind of brings us to the schedule. Like it might not matter early on in the year or throughout the regular season. If this offense isn't what we have seen previously, because the Cowboys have a pretty, I wouldn't say soft schedule, but a middle of the road schedule. It's not punishing given that they've won 12 games, you know, uh, and back to back years. So I think that this is a situation where even if the offense underwhelms because they've got a great defense and because they have a softer schedule, it might not really bite them until the playoffs. But what do you think about the schedule? Yeah, from a schedule standpoint, breaking it down, I agree. I'd say it's probably middle of the road when you know you really evaluate um, the, the full schedule. But like you said, this is a team who won 12 games. You would expect the schedule to be much more difficult. So I think they made out pretty well. I think the reason for that, though, is the NFC is just so weak. Like when you break down the NFC, and we'll get into this a little bit later um, as, as we talk some future bets here, I think it could be a three-team race at the end of the day. I think you have Philly and San Francisco, and then I would put Dallas maybe a tier down from Philadelphia and, and maybe San Francisco. I think they're a little closer to San Francisco than they are to Philadelphia. But like, how good is the NFC overall? Even the NFC East, it has been a really good division in years past, but the Giants clearly overperformed a season ago. I'd be really surprised if the Giants come out and have a season uh, similar to to last year. And then Washington, you you have a whole um, you know restart there in Washington with Sam Howell taking over at the quarterback position. So in their own division, there's a chance that they can come out with you know four wins right there in the NFC East. I, I think that's very doable for the way they match up, if, if they could split with Philly, uh, even if you split with New York and then take a couple from Washington, maybe even they go above, you know, and, and pull off uh, another win there in the NFC East. But from a schedule standpoint, yeah, it's very favorable for Dallas. And I think it's, you know, as we'll get into this with, um, you know, from a betting standpoint, I think they are a team that is very attractive in the futures market because of their strength of schedule. Yeah. So a couple more things about this offense that, uh, that kind of strikes me. One, it's it's somewhat easy to say that you want to have a ground-based offense that funnels through the backfield, control the ball on offense when you have a really good offensive line, when you have a really good backfield, and when you have a really good defense. And on the surface, it feels as if the Cowboys have that. 
The thing is, defense is much more variable than offense. And the Cowboys have been so good on defense for the past two years because they've been opportunistic. And in each of the past two years, they have led the league in takeaways. But that's the kind of thing that's kind of random. So what happens if Dan Quinn's defense isn't quite as good this year? They allow a little bit more on a yards per play basis, and they don't take the ball away quite as much. That means all of a sudden there's more pressure on your offense to score more points. So what happens if the Dallas defense isn't as good this year? All of a sudden the offense doesn't look as good and you have a new running backs coach. You have a new offensive line, uh, offensive line coach. The Cowboys don't have as much depth at the running back position as they had last year with Ezekiel Elliott now gone. I think having Tony Pollard as the lead back is an overall upgrade, but Pollard isn't proven as a lead back. Like what happens if he suffers an injury? They have very little depth behind Pollard at running back. And the same with the offensive line. Like Tyron Smith is uh, at left tackle, like a Hall of Famer, but someone who at this point of his career has questionable ability to stay healthy. What happens if he suffers an injury? Terrence still at right tackle tore his ACL near the end of last season. He's not certain to be ready for week one. And so what happens if you have an offensive line that is good, but kind of fragile? And if some of those pieces aren't healthy and an offensive line doesn't have great depth or it has unproven depth behind it, like all of a sudden, like the offense that you thought you were going to be able to roll out, you're not actually going to have. So I'm... I'm very concerned about the Cowboys' ability to run this kind of like complementary style of offense. If the defense regresses a little bit, if Tony Pollard isn't as good as the Cowboys think he is, and if that offensive line isn't as robust or as healthy as we would need it to be. We, I use the we there as a Cowboys fan. <laughs> uh, it's, it's terrible. So it that, those are my final concerns there with this Cowboys offense, anything else that you want to hit on with the Cowboys offense here? I think we, I think we hit on most of it. I mean, they're fair concerns. You look at their, their backfield for that. That is a good point. Like I've been one of those people that, you know, the last couple of years, Hey, why is Tony Pollard not starting? But the overall depth of the running back position. And, and like you said, look, they're one injury. Say Pollard does go down, you know, then all of a sudden you're, you're in a really difficult spot uh, from a running back standpoint hit on some really good points from an offensive line standpoint. But what if we play the other side of it, right? What if they do stay healthy this year um, and, you know, they, they all of a sudden do have Tony Pollard who uh, kind of comes in as the lead back, takes over that backfield and shows us that maybe he is a top seven running back in the NFL. He just needs more opportunity, more touches because he's shown us that ability, right? Like from a talent standpoint, I think you can make that case uh, that he's right up there at, at this point in his career. And then the addition of Brandon Cooks, this is a guy I'm really excited to watch in this offense. I feel as if, kind of like I said earlier on the podcast, he was forgotten about a little bit when he went to Houston just due to the fact that it was such a bad team. Um, now he gets a chance to play on a competitive football team and play a pretty important role. Like this is a guy, like I said, six seasons in the NFL that he's gone over a thousand yards. Like he's a top of the line receiver at times uh, when he's healthy, when he's on the field and, and when he has an opportunity to work with the quarterback like Dak Prescott, you know, he's out of Houston now. He's not working with Davis Mills on a weekly basis anymore. So I think this offense has a lot of upside. I think they could be even better than years past. It's just going to be a different look and it's going to, it might take them, you know, a couple of weeks uh, to, to kind of find their flow. But like you said, with their strength schedule, they might be able to get away with that, you know, take some time to develop as a team. 
and, and, and make out okay. So I am high on this uh, Dallas Cowboys offense this season. Yeah, and, and as you mentioned, you know, you you have the the bull case there, and it's uh, it's something I I do ultimately believe in. I have the team projected for ten point three wins on the season. That's number seven overall. I have the offense projected for twenty four point three points. That's number six overall. So yeah, there are reasons to be optimistic about this team, and you know, moving into how I would be approaching them in the season, I view them as a moderate bet on team. You know, I th- I think they are going to be. Uh, winning games and covering the spread more often than not. And I think they will offer the most advantage in division. Dak Prescott for his career against NFC East opponents is 24 and 10 against the spread, 27 and 7 on the money line. And he's also done well in primetime, uh, 21, 12 and 1 against the spread in that spot, 22 and 11 on the money line in that spot. I'm not really actively looking to fade the Cowboys at any point this year. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be, when I'm betting into Cowboys games, I will probably be betting on them much more than I'm betting against them. So I'm, I'm with you aligned and and looking at this team and thinking that it will probably be positive. I just, I see the case for how it could go very negative, very quickly. If things don't align. All right, McEwen, the futures market, the Dallas Cowboys, what is the bet that you like the most right now? So my the safest bet here, Friedman, is them to make the playoffs. You kind of have to shop around on this because I've seen it as high as minus 210 some places. I don't typically pay that juice. I mean, with futures market, it's a little different. I would never pay that necessarily on like a straight bet uh, on, on a day of kind of game situation. But a futures market, I think it's really safe because let's just break down the NFC real quick here. And I said this before. There's really three teams that I feel like are competitive in the NFC when it comes to winning a Super Bowl. Like, there's a couple teams in there that you could throw in and be like, hey, is Seattle going to be really good again? Um, You know, will the Giants have any chance of of sustaining the success of last year? The Lions are kind of a trendy team. I don't see any of them in in the same tier as the Dallas Cowboys. So even if Dallas does not win the division, right, and, and Philadelphia wins the division, like I believe will happen, um, there, there's a way in right with, with the wild card. And so I think that their chances of at least becoming a wild card team are extremely high. I think they could easily win the division. Like I, I think they're good enough to, to beat out Philly in the NFC. So that's a safe one. A couple of bets that, you know, from a pricing standpoint though, I feel the value is just far too good to pass up. One is Dallas to win the NFC. It has been some time, right? Since the Cowboys have, have won the NFC. Uh, but at six to one here, I think you got to take a shot on it because again, it comes down to Philadelphia, San Francisco and Dallas at this point. So like, I don't think there's a huge separation between the three. I think that the inability at times of Dak Prescott uh, in the postseason, it's fair to be a little concerned about that, but this is a team from a, from a talent standpoint, they can compete with anyone. So I think getting them at those odds, uh, it's a really attractive price. And then them to win the Super Bowl at 14 to one, Again, it's an attractive price because their path there really shouldn't be that difficult. Like, betting on an AFC team to win the Super Bowl right now, I feel it's way more difficult because there's so many teams in the AFC that could do it. Where in the NFC, I just feel like the the you know the field's smaller of teams that legitimately can go win a Super Bowl. Um, so where they're priced at, I like that a lot. When you get down to quarterback play in the NFC you could probably say that there's only really three, maybe four elite quarterbacks uh, in the NFC. If we're putting Dak Prescott in there, 
He's definitely a top three or four quarterback, though, in the NFC. So quarterback plays there. This is a defense. You mentioned it, Freeman, uh, from a from a takeaway standpoint. They've been at the top of the league the last couple of seasons. Overall, as a defense, you know, top 10, top 12 kind of kind of defense. If they can be a top 10 defense this season, we talk about these teams that can be top five, top 10 on both sides of the football. Dallas is one of those teams. Like they have a legitimate chance to be a top five offense, top five defense, top 10, top 10. You know, they, they have a path there. So I think Dallas is really attractive here in the futures market. Some of that has to do with me liking them a lot as a team, but a lot of it also has to do with the fact that they are in the NFC and overall the NFC is really weak this season. Yeah, absolutely. That's my bet. Uh, the Cowboys to win the NFC at plus 650 at Caesars. And, uh, you know, you mentioned this is a, a three-team race. I see it as kind of a three-and-a-half team race. I, I see the Eagles, the 49ers, and the Cowboys as roughly being in the same tier. And then I see the Lions as being in a tier beneath them, a somewhat distant number four team, but a team that potentially could take yet another step forward if everything goes well with their defense. Their offense, obviously, is fantastic. It would need to be their defense that takes a big step forward, but it could happen. Uh, but a three and a half team race. And I don't see the difference between the Eagles. You mentioned the Cowboys are in their division. So those are, you know, always tough games between those two teams. I don't see the difference between the Eagles and the Cowboys as being all that great. And then the 49ers, you know, it's not guaranteed that they're going to have Brock Purdy for week one. It's not even guaranteed that Brock Purdy, if he is the starter in week one, makes it through the entirety of the season because, you know, he's a, a seventh round second year quarterback. As good as he was last year, you know, he might regress to something closer to what we'd expect out of a seventh round second year quarterback. So this is a, a conference that I do think is wide open. Uh, and I do like the Cowboys, uh, given their odds to, to win the NFC. That said, I don't really trust them to be able to win a Super Bowl for the fact that I'm a Cowboys fan. Uh, but also, I just don't see Mike McCarthy as the coach who wins two Super Bowls in his career. And I will say that there's a difference. You touched on this. There's a difference between making the Super Bowl out of a relatively soft NFC versus beating any of the juggernauts in the AFC that actually make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, I can see the Cowboys getting there. I just, my imagination can only stretch so far. I just can't see the Cowboys actually winning a Super Bowl. But uh, at 650, uh, plus 650, I, I mean, it, it hurts my heart to say, because I know it's not going to happen, but I, I do think there's value in that bet. And I can see the Cowboys making the Super Bowl. McEwen, any closing thoughts here on the Cowboys? Well, if it hurts you, Freeman, think about how much it hurts me. You know, my great-grandfather would be rolling around in his grave hearing that, that I think the Cowboys are a good bet to uh, to win the Super Bowl. So, yeah, it, it hurts me to say it. But, look, this is, a, this is a good team. One last point I'll make, too, though, with from a betting standpoint. Like, if you take them 14-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, if they reach the Super Bowl, you can kind of find a way to hedge and just make money, right? Like, it, there, it, there are ways that I think their path to the Super Bowl, like you said, is so much easier than them reaching it and then taking down one of those juggernauts from the AFC. Um, so I, I think from a betting standpoint, like there's a lot of ways to get creative with Dallas in the futures market. I just think they're really underpriced here. Um, I, I think the the way that it gets broken down, they are the third best team in the NFC. Uh, I think they should be receiving odds that are a little bit closer to Philly or, or San Francisco. So yeah, I'm going to kind of have to root for the Cowboys this year. We'll We'll see how that plays out. 
All right. Well, uh, as you are rooting for the Cowboys, I will be right there with you rooting for the Cowboys <laughs> and hating myself every second of it. All right, that is going to do it for episode three of the Betting Life podcast. Check out my betting preview and McEwen's NFC East breakdown for more Cowboys analysis. Please subscribe to the show. Tell your degenerate betting friends about it. Hit up the Fantasy Life live YouTube channel. We're going to have some non-NFL betting live streams over there. Join the Discord, see all of our bets, and the free, 100% free Fantasy Life bet tracker. And follow us on Twitter or x.com or whatever it is called nowadays at Dead Press Picks and Matt F. The Oracle. Thank you. We will see you again next episode.